I'd invite you to pray with me. Oh, gracious and holy God, uh, it truly is a gift and privilege uh, to stand before you and your word. Lord, it's um, always just an incredible joy uh, to get to sit and receive uh, the good news that you have for us this morning. Lord, I pray you would allow us to receive it. God, I'd ask that you would just help oh, just get anything that might be getting in our way out of the way this morning, Lord. Um, allow us to clear our minds and our hearts, um, to reflect and focus on you and your love for us, uh, the love we see at work in our lives in the world, so that you might send us from this place to be messengers of that love beyond us. God be with us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. Let us listen for God's word for us this day. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place in the guest room. Now in that same region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told them. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. When the shepherds were met by the angels on that holy night long ago, they were where they were on most nights, living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock, 
protecting what they had been given to shepherd, providing for the ones in their care. It was night, and so the shepherds were more attuned than ever to what threatened. They would be ever conscious of predators that lurked in the shadows nearby. So I'd like to invite you to take a step back from that grassy hillside and imagine with me your own version of this scene. What does the landscape of your life look like? Where can you be found on most days, most nights? Over what, whom have you been called to watch? From the very beginning of time, since Adam first named the animals as God created them, God has called us to partner with God to watch over and care for God's beloved creation. Over what, over whom have you been called to watch? What have you been given to shepherd in this life? What do you protect provide for in the course of your days? How attuned are you to what threatens? How much time do you spend analyzing the shadows that surround, keeping watch for what lurks nearby? Take some time in this time of reflection to think about what the landscape of your life looks like over what you have been called, over whom you have been called to watch, to shepherd. We live in a world where we are invited to stare at the darkness, to analyze the shadows, to spend our days and our nights worrying, fearing what just might be lurking nearby. Our biology sets us up for this. We are wired to be sensitive to and respond to what threatens. We are wired for survival. Our biology sets us up for it, but our economy also takes advantage of it. Whether it's a news company working to sell advertising or an advertiser working to sell something, our fear is lucrative. And we hear all kinds of messages day in and day out that are meant to keep us afraid. It is easy in our world today to look out upon the landscape of our lives, focused on what threatens, what could go wrong, what lurks, what looms. The same was true for the shepherds on that hillside all those years ago. And yet, into their darkness, glory shone. 
And before them, an angel appeared, speaking these words we have heard so often in these weeks, speaking these words we keep singing so that we might not just hear them, but so they would settle within us deeply. So let us sing them once more. Do not be afraid. Do Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. Good news, great joy for all people. New life born, a baby, a savior. This will be a sign for you, the angel says. This will be a sign for you. So return with me to your proverbial hillside, the landscape of your life. Where do you see God's glory what is lighting up your night sky? What good news has met you in the darkness? What great joy have you encountered? Where is there new life in you? What is saving your life right now? What sign has God sent your way to remind you that in the face of fear, love will win? In the face of fear, love will win every single time. Spend some time reflecting about where you see God's glory. The angel tells the shepherd, this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And then it is clear one angel just wasn't enough. Suddenly a multitude of the heavenly host appeared, an army of angels actually, when you look at the original Greek of this text. An army of angels appears on the scene to glorify God and to speak peace on earth to all humanity, who the Greek tells us are the object of God's favor. 
It takes an army, an army of angels chase away the darkness and leave the shepherds in motivated awe. They no longer sit waiting for what lurks in the darkness to pounce. Instead, they are on their feet, gathering their flocks so that they might go and see for themselves. The sign, the sign of good news, the sign of great joy, the sign that was meant for all people. New life born, fear cast out, love arrived, glory all around. The shepherds go and see, and then they join the angels' chorus. They become part of the army, telling anyone they meet what they have heard and seen, glorifying and praising God for what God has done. Y'all, we are meant to be part of that army. We are meant to be messengers who speak the angels' words into a world captivated with fear. We are meant to point to the signs, to bear witness to the good news of great joy for all people. Who bear witness to the new life that is being born. We are meant to bear witness to fear cast out and love that wins to the glory that can be found all around. One of the incredible gifts of serving as your pastor is that I get to come alongside you and take a seat on your proverbial hillside and look out with you upon the landscape that is your life. I get to bear witness to the darkness and what threatens. I get to hear and hold your fear. I get to keep watch with you. Yet what my heart and eyes and ears are most attuned to are not so much those predators lurking in the dark. What my heart and eyes and ears are attuned to are the ways God shows up. What my heart and eyes and ears are attuned to are to that army of angels, the light, the signs of good news, of great joy that appears in the middle of even the darkest night and reminds us all of the presence and power of God's love for us and how that love saves us, how that love saves us each and every time. Y'all, I cannot count on both of my hands the times I got to see that love at work in your lives just this past week. Y'all, there is more love alive and moving in our lives and world than we realize. So I originally was just going to leave it there because... I don't share your stories in worship, right? I just was going to tell you, I've seen that happen over and over this week. I've seen the love of God active in your lives. And then on the way to church, Darlene and I connected after playing phone tag the past couple days. And uh, she shared a story and told me to tell you at least part of it. And I said, well, can't I just tell them the whole story, Darlene? Because this is exactly what we're talking about today. And she said, well, of course you can, Claire. 
So Darlene, who has uh, been a part of this community way longer than I, um, recently was recommended to hospice care by her pulmonologist um, and got that news just in the last week. That was why we were um, connecting to talk. And she said when she first got that news um, that she was scared, um, that she was terrified, right? Um, but then as uh, she's connected to hospice, um, and she's had people come and see her and visit her. She's recognized that this actually is just this really beautiful way uh, that God is providing for her and caring for her and offering her love in this particular stretch of her journey as um, they've provided resources and support and people have come um, and to care for her and provide for her. Um, and she sounded so good as we were talking. Uh, this morning. And if you know Darlene, you know that one of the things uh, that she has done in the life of this community is that she has greeted people uh, when they first come to the church. There are many people in this room today, I guarantee you, that the first person they met when they walked through those doors was Darlene Fischel. And she said to me today, with you just hear the smile, right? She said, Claire, I'm still greeting people for heritage. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm sure you are, Darlene. She said, well, I had this woman that came to help me as part of the hospice team. And I was just sharing with her how much our church meant to me and how much love um, we I've experienced there. And um, she, she just mentioned, well, my mom and I have been looking for a church. And so they got talking, and Darlene was sharing the story of what this community has meant to her. And the woman was just sat there and was like, this is exactly what we've been looking for. We've been looking for a small community that could just love us, right, and plans to visit maybe next week or the week after. And it was just this beautiful example, right, of one, in the face of fear, how even the things that look the scariest, like God moves in the midst of them, right, to continue to love and provide and care for us. Um, and what a gift it is when we are willing just to speak our gratitude, to share uh, how that love of God is moving in our lives and how that allows that love to continue to be shared in the world. Y'all, there is more love alive and moving in our lives and world than we realize. God is calling us to keep watch, to look for the signs, to go and see, and then to tell the tale. God is calling us to join the army of angels. God is calling us to be messengers of more, more hope, more peace, more joy, more love in this world. So may we sing the words we are called to live, to share with the world. May they settle in us deeply this day. Dear